Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Well, hello and welcome to the Mike's Beer Bar Afternoon Ask Anything. Brought to you by, not coincidentally, Mike's Beer Bar, which is located directly opposite Federal Street from PNC Park. Alex, what do you have to say about Mike's Beer Bar? Oh, go there. Go there. And the North Shore Tavern. They got <laughs> this the Kobe sounds like off. a slogan. Oh, go there. <laughs> I'm going to get that just tattooed right up here. See what happens. But yeah, yeah, go there. They got the, the 80 taps to go through, over 500 beers to pick from. If you go you know, a couple doors down, you can get Kobe beef on a stone. Cook it yourself. A lot of good stuff to get. Tom, we need to get you out here to not here I know. to Long Island, I, well, out to Pittsburgh to Mike's Beer Bar. I know. Well, I'm looking forward to hopefully here when uh, locker rooms start opening up again. And I can't wait. As, as you know, I have relatives in the Berg where I can stay. And uh, I am definitely looking forward to going to Mike's Beer Bar. I, I miss when you guys had those shows there. So I'm definitely going. Alex and Carter missed when we had those shows there as well. They were yeah. they were taken care of. Those were the days. Ed Vidra gets us started today with Hello DK Crew Pens looked good in the brawl. Can they keep this up? I mean, the brawl was the brawl, you know, and I don't it wasn't really even that much of a brawl. You know, normally when you have like I actually started typing the term line brawl onto my screen when I was describing the caption that's atop the, the, the photo on the column. And I thought, oh, really a line brawl? I mean, all everybody from both lines got thrown into the box, but nobody ever really dropped the gloves and started going at it. Like, it's not a line brawl. It's weird. It is weird. It was very weird to see five guys in the box at the same time. It looks like it looked like some uh, fraternity fraternity initiation uh, those guys could just crammed in there like that. And unfortunately for the Penguins, they had all their skilled guys in there. They ended up having to kill a penalty and both of their defensemen, uh, who you would definitely have on the ice uh, in there, uh, were, were in the box and the, the Islanders scored at that point. But as we talked about in the soft opening, if, if that's the term you're using, uh, I thought for the most part the Penguins really, really stood up for themselves and uh, uh, did it where it counted. With uh, getting out of there with a five-four yeah, win, they they got the goals. They got the goals. Paul says with the rumors of Cole Tucker being called up, and I think they're really rumors at this point. Alex, you've reported this, right? Okay. What move do the Pirates make to make room for him? Okay. Uh, Can I answer this one first? Go. Who cares? <laughs> no, I mean really, with a fringe of this active roster right now, why would that be? If like, let's talk about Cole Tucker. 
Go ahead, Alex, but you can answer Paul's actual question. I'll give Paul an actual answer here, then I'm going <laughs> to hand the ball off to DK. We don't know yet, but Trevor Cahill, he's probably going to be hitting the IL at some point. Tom has been out of the lineup the last couple of days. Maybe an IL trip there. Maybe they get rid of Vargas, even though they just claimed him. Who knows? DK, go for it. <laughs> well, I stand by my original stance. Uh, in addition to who cares, though, I also feel compelled to point out that Cole Tucker had, was it a single, double, and a triple? Yeah. Last night, three for five. Now, this tells you, maybe more than anything, how badly the Pirates have wanted Cole Tucker to succeed. You know? I mean, he's been down that he was he spent extra time in Bradenton, which was kind of a strange situation, uh, to become a better hitter than he's been. There's all kinds of issues with his swing. He does this, like, rocking thing that I can't really explain even here in this hotel room, rocking back and forth. But uh, he, the, he needs to hit. We all love him. We all want him to do well. I mean, he's a just a tremendous kid. But he's got to be able to hit. Let's see what we got next here. Uh Brian Gulich says, this might be a terrible take, but do the Penguins have better chemistry with Malkin not in the lineup? What did you think of their chemistry last night, Brian? I mean, wow. And what did you think of how Gino fit in last night? Um, I mean, to me, Malkin fit right in, and I don't know that he was anywhere near 100%, but he focused on defending first, which was impressive to me. Had a couple of blocked shots. Gino, one of them was dropping down to his knee. Uh, took care of business in his own end. They, they, the line wasn't effective. And, and and I know Jason Zucker had the goal and everything, but the line spent too much time in their own zone. Um, but, yeah, Brian, I'm not going to go so far as to say terrible take because it's not uncommon, but, yeah. I thought, the, I thought the pass that he made uh, to set up Carter's second goal, that Beautiful. little – just, just, I mean, not, not many players can even think of doing that. That's just not a play you normally see, and, and, and that's what you get back with, with, with a player of that caliber. Yeah, he's a left point man. Think about that. He's a left point man, and he's sliding forward, and he knows the Islanders are all going aggressive, aggressive, aggressive on the PK. He slides forward, draws both of the Islanders to him, and just goes, oop, right yeah. inside to Carter, and Carter's like, whoa, this guy's good. Yeah. I probably should score here. Yep. Let's see. What, uh, Brian concedes then. Like I said, terrible. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out in the long term. Don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, Sherrod has a question for Alex. Says, suppose you had the power of Doctor Strange, Marvel character, and Archer, the Archer trade, the Chris Archer trade never happened. Would the Pirates be better off today? Would Clint Hurdle, Neil Huntington, Frank Coonley still be employed? Dragging this organization through the mud. I'm not sure about Hurdle. Hurdle kind of lost the clubhouse towards the end of it. And I think there was a real change that was going to happen regardless at the end of the 2019 season. With or without Archer. I mean, unless, you know, Chris Archer forces them to get a better pitcher. And that better pitcher, you know, makes a significant impact on that team. Uh, but I don't know if Huntington gets fired. Probably not. I mean, that was kind of the backbreaker. Bob Nutting said to DK and me, you know, getting, you know, letting go of these players that we were supposed to have 
for years and see him succeed elsewhere really rubbed him the wrong way, which you can't blame him for. Mm-mm. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now, Ron says he just wanted to jump in and say that he's liked the Penguins coverage uh, at our site. Says it's been phenomenal. Column today got him all fired up. All capital letters from Ron. I'm just grateful that you read it, Ron. Even if you would have hated it, I'm grateful that you read it. That's just kind of how the process goes, you know? Um, and thank you. I didn't mean to leave out the thank you part. Let's see here. Levi says, how do you think Kevin Newman can become better throughout the season? Well, he can find a way to hit the ball hard, you know? Alex, you know, I brought Kevin Newman up in the podcast today. And had and had uh, had a listener come back at me and say that because I, I praised Kevin Newman's 2019 season, which to the surface metrics looked like it was every bit as good as Brian Reynolds' season, and then a commenter comes back and says that he didn't hit the ball all that hard in 2019 either. Uh, is that he, accurate? He didn't for the first half of the year, and then for the second half of the year, it the results matted match the batted ball data which is what suckered me in where it's like okay you know he was still finding his footing he was a rookie for half the year but as the season went on he found his way he put more consistent swings together okay this is someone you can build with and he just hasn't been able to find that ever since like even in spring training there were at least some hard hit balls I thought you know him moving the hands down that might make an impact for him but nothing's really working for him this year I really like the guy. I hope he does well. It just, and especially after the spring training that he had, and I know he wasn't exactly creaming the ball down there either, but you know, when you hit 633, you're hitting something. No, he probably should have hit like 400 something, which, oh man, what a travesty. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, Carnation says, hi guys. Do you think if the Penguins still had Patrick Hornquist, it would make a difference in front of the net? Um, Tom, you've seen the difference that Hornquist has made in Sunrise. Um, he had another big goal last night. Panthers, crazy comeback yeah. uh, over the Lightning. Did not see that coming. Um, what a fun series that's been. Um, yeah. That, that aside, um, Hornquist, um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what you'd want him to do that you haven't seen done. I guess that's the first response that I have there. Uh, the Penguins are are having are still getting something of a net front presence. It's just not a static net front presence. You know what I mean? You don't have somebody parking themselves there the way Hornquist did, but they are getting through there. I mean, Jeff Carter, you know, he made his way to the net and he scored, and it was a power play, and it was an enormous goal. Yeah, it's uh, you know what, and and I've been so impressed. Although this uh, Gensel's not had a great start to this se- series, 
about how he floats, and Crosby's good at this too, floating in and out in front of the and deflecting pucks onto the net yeah. is, is really effective I mean, as, as opposed to just having a guy stand there and, you know, bat pucks in. And, look, the Islanders are missing that guy too, right, Anders Lee. I mean, their power play has been – they got one last night, but they, it has been horrible, and that guy is a huge piece missing. Literally. Oh, yeah. he's such a good player. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a different, different power play look, but again, the, the, the Penguins got a big one last night. Uh, and uh, you just can't say enough about the way Carter's playing right now. And my goodness, the face-offs last night, 70% on the dots, so many late face-offs he took in his own zone. Uh, what a, what an absolutely fabulous game by him. Last well, here's, night. here's a related question here that comes from D Klein who says, any, is there any chance that Jeff Carter will replace Gensel or Rust on the number one power play, better size for goal front battles. Um, you know, I'm still – this is now two in a row, and I'm not seeing this issue, but I am seeing that Jeff Carter is scoring pretty much almost at will at this point. <laughs> so, And then I see the play that they made last night, and you got to think about it. I, I know with Mike Sullivan that, 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 that PP1 has been sacred – you know, he has his guys that are out there, but you know, uh, you got to put somebody, you got to put the people out there that are going to produce. And Jake, in fairness, is getting thrashed. Oh, right? oh every chance they get, it's like, it's like whack a mole. Like they, they, they see Jake and they just, you know. <laughs> Well, it's 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 worked. Unfortunately for the Penguins fans, it's worked to this point because he really hasn't been. He really hasn't had an impact on the series. Uh, And Russ, of course, had the goal in Game Two. Uh, To me, Crosby has been terrific, even without the wingers. Uh, But yeah, they they need. It's weird to say this right now, but they need a little bit more uh, from their first line, particularly on the wings. Uh, But yeah, that power play and and Jeff Carter just he he just can't miss right now. Here's a good technical question from Josh who asks, can, can you all explain options? Like when Miguel Yahure gets optioned back, meaning to Indy, does he lose one of his three options? I have to answer this one like about a thousand times a year. So I'm going to throw this one to Alex because it's not – you burn one, you burn them all. It, it's complicated. If you're yeah. in the minor leagues for more than 20 days, you burn an option year. So you could actually option the guy like – eight, nine times over the course of the year, if you so choose, it accounts as only one option year. You can't option a guy once he reaches five years of service time. It's it's awkward. So this whole year, no matter how many times the Pirates bring up your hurry, it's only going to count as one of his option years. He's almost certainly going to be part of the 2022 rotation. And at that point, it's just not going to matter anymore for options. He's just going to be here for from now on. Tim wants to know what the Pirates are doing at shortstop once Brian Hayes comes back. Um, Let's see Brian Hayes back. I, I just like saying his name, you know? I mean, it's it's been like – it's been since the second game since we've been able to do that. Um, he got everyone rightly really excited yeah. about who he is last season. And then, and then all he does is walk out onto Wrigley Field and hits this 450-foot bomb in his first at bat. And you're like – this is going to be incredible. And then he's just gone. 
you know, and people act like it's nothing too. Like, it's just like, look at the Pirates lineup today. The Pirates lineup stinks. Pirates lineup would not stink if it had Cabrian Hayes and Colin Moran in it. Uh, it's the that bottom half is still kind of rough. It'd be horrible. But it'd be a whole lot deeper. It'd be yeah. a lot deeper. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of like the shortstop question, Pirates aren't going to bring up Cole Tucker unless they feel like he can play every day at some position. So either this is a quick cameo, he's going to go back to Indianapolis for a bit, or maybe he could be in that shortstop competition going forward. Shelton never did 100% officially name Newman, you know, the starting shortstop for the entire season. It was always going to be a competition there. Newman just was the guy who had the job coming out of spring training. And yeah, neither he or Gonzalez have really done a whole lot at the bat to prove that they earn the job kyle takes issue with uh our stance from earlier about malkin and messing up the chemistry and i'm going to read what what kyle has here he says he says i don't agree i think that freddie goudreau adds a dimension to jeff carter's line that shouldn't be taken away and i thought that without malkin on the power play carter doesn't get set up malkin is not a passenger um no he's not if he was playing on one leg last night and produced two assists in a game like that, he is, you know, he is what he is. You know, that's a, that's a special individual there. Michael Nesbitt also is pleading for the return of Kebrian Hayes. Sean Jameson says, why do they even bother starting Trevor Cahill anymore? Meaning the Pirates, can't they just move on from him already? Ah, Alex. <laughs> Sean, I'm going to give you two options here. One is just give the job to your hurry or once, you know, cool and everyone gets back, keep Crow in the rotation. Or B, give him an opener. See if that actually can do something. Artificially lower that ERA a bit and see if you can get a prospect for him at the trade deadline. What they're doing right now is just not working. Something's got to change. Oh, you're not going to get anything for Trevor Cahill. Yeah, that... He has a Although really they got good something for out of the first. Yeah. They got something for Gerard Dyson, so I shouldn't say that. Um, you know, if it's five starters, if it's five starters, I've got Mitch Keller, JT Brubaker, Will Crow, Miguel Yure, and then when Tyler Anderson does get traded and you will get something for him, ride Stephen Brault out the rest of the season. There's five starters. Yeah. You know? Nothing controversial about that in my eyes. Now, let's see what else we have here. Uh, looking for... You can't trade players for international bonus money this year. <laughs> Josh, sorry. Sherrod says uh, he was in Harrisburg for two games so far watching the Altoona team. Ronzi Contreras and many others really could be in Indianapolis. Uh, you're preaching to the choir when you're saying that to Alex. He's been pounding the desk over Contreras being in Indy for a while now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's going to – it's kind of a – once there's an opening, it's got to be either him or Kranich who takes that next spot up. I mean, there's a little more familiarity with Kranich and someone who I'm also very high on. He's got to pitch tonight if you're going to be still in Harrisburg there. Uh, but, yeah. I, I think Contreras does have a legitimate shot of being a September call-up once he does get that call to Indianapolis. If he does well there, maybe not like a big, long look, but someone gets a start or two you know, in September, see what his stuff does in the majors, something to build off for for 2022. 
Michael says, are we finally okay as a city of Yinzers with saying that Jeff Carter is not a bust? Uh, shades of Kessel on expectations versus reality. Who thought he was a bust? I don't know. I think there were some. I, you know I, what? I, I, I there was some skepticism. I think. Well, I, I also think that there were people that were were concerned that it was going to be. I, I saw this. Not. I don't. I didn't see it anywhere on our site. But people mentioning Marlowe two They were just so concerned about what happened uh, with Marlowe last year. But boy, Jeff Carter again. I didn't know he was scored this much. I, what I loved about him right away is he shoots the puck on a team that just overpasses a lot. And he's been really good. Hey, you people don't have anything. I live in Columbus. I watched Jeff Carter come in here and not want to play. They literally had to get on a plane. They literally had to get on a plane to go get him when he got traded here. He was out of here in four months. Every time I tweet how good Jeff Carter is playing, all my mentions are just, it's brutal right now. So I'm sure. Well, one thing about Jeff Carter, and I, I'm the last thing I'm going to do is be a downer here about how great he's been, but he has played 17 games in a Pittsburgh sweater, and he has scored 12 goals. This will not hold up, okay? Unless Jeff Carter has suddenly morphed into an 80-goal guy, okay? You know, it's not going to happen. However... What he's done has been very uplifting for everybody. I also think, though, here's my other little downer comment. His line mates, and you're right, Tom, it's great to see somebody gunning it, okay? But his line mates are now just totally deferring to him. Have you seen that? And Jared McCann was scoring a lot before. Now he's just like, where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? This dude scored all the goals. All you just—it's like feeding the hot shooter in basketball. You just—you don't. Where is he? Where is he? Here, you shoot it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, and I always talk about this. I don't care if he doesn't score or not. If he gets it on goal, there's a chance for a rebound. You know that—that's the, the what I loved about last night's game so much. For, from if I was a Penguins fan, I loved how it was. There was no pretty plays. Everything was hard to the net. Get mm-hmm. shots on the net. Latang's goal. Get the puck. Get it to the net. Get it through traffic. A couple of really nice goals from from Carter. Uh, Tanev. I mean, what are you going to say? I mean, what a play and just what patience to let that puck come down uh, and, and score the the winning goal. But I just like the way they played last night. I like the way they attacked the net. I just got to tell you one other thing about Carter before we move on. Um, the the press box that Nassau Coliseum is like in the you're yeah, I know you're shaking your head. Cause you've been there, but um, I'm just talking about the perspective, not the elbow room. Um, we're, we're up close to the one net. Okay. So I'm watching the far net as Carter's going down on that two on one. This is for his first goal. Okay. Right after New York had scored and the place was all happy and everything. And I'm looking at the amount of net that he's got to shoot at. As you could see it, it's like it's like when you're watching covering football from an end zone. You know what I'm talking about? You just see the game the way it's actually played. And I'm looking at that net, and I'm going, "He's got nothing. He's Varlamov is so totally on this angle. He's got nothing." Second thought, he's so shooting anyway. Mm-hmm. And then he just crushes that shot. I mean, just. 
it, it wasn't that he found it. It wasn't that he placed it. It was that he located. He crushed it. He, all right, I'm moving on here. <laughs> what a moment that was. Uh, hey, gents, Sam Lafferty, speed, big, stood up to Tom Wilson. Any chance for him to play? I'm running out of patience for these thuggery uh, calls for thuggery here. Uh, Sam's not a thuggery guy, okay? But the the Penguins got done what they needed to get done. It's okay. You don't have to go and exact revenge on everyone. You just don't. Let's see what we got here. But there is that mentality still in hockey. Well, we yeah. didn't get that guy back, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, they, yeah, no they're, 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 they're playing it the right way. That's uh, they just just move that. That's not their game, and they shouldn't be involved in that game. There's nothing wrong with standing up for yourselves, pushing back, defending teammates, but there's no reason to play in. No reason to feed into that. None. none. Michael Nesbitt says, "Chad, cool." That's his entire question, which is kind of mine as well. Like, what do you do with him when he comes back? I'm not throwing him right back in the rotation. Are you? It's a good question. I've heard that a lot of other teams are like, this guy's a long reliever, probably would have a better trade market as a bullpen guy, but the Pirates aren't going to throw away a, a potential starter right now. I mean, that's Is big. he, though? I mean, he can't survive a first inning. Give him an opener, too. Yeah, well, I'm not handing a crutch to every, you know, every, every starter who struggles with a first inning. Give it to – well, if they're good every other inning – why not? Does well, because, really the, because then the to... second inning would be his first inning, and then he's, he's stuck in the second inning. Out, he's figuring things out against the bottom of the lineup instead of one, two, three. There was only <laughs> one time in a baseball game you were guaranteed to face the one, two, and three hitters, and that is in the top of the first. Why not put out one of your better relievers for that? Clint Novak says, Gino blocking shots on one leg Sid making game saving saves this team seems fully committed in ways that they weren't the last few seasons well let's draw a line there it's not like Sid and Gino and Latang and Jake Gensel and Brian Rust and Brian Dumoulin and the other two-time champions and some three-time champions all of a sudden found their playoff mojo okay you do need a supporting cast in order to win a championship or just to succeed in the playoffs. If you look over the Penguins goals last night, no Sid, no Gino, no Jake, no Rust. Who got those goals? Like Tom said, it was a bunch of greasy goals. It was other guys. It was getting the puck to the net. It was that kind of game. If the Islanders lose their marbles and decide for game four over here across the lot that they're going to try to let's skate with these guys. Well, then you'll see the Penguins will come at them differently and the Penguins will outskate them and score pretty much as often as they want against either Semyon Varlamov or Ilya Sorokin. Um, I, this team didn't rediscover its moxie from the core. It, it rediscovered that by putting together a faster Maybe a little bit tougher supporting cast, and I'm using tough in the uh, in the Mike Sullivan context here. Richard Deal says, "Any idea why so many baseball teams have so many injuries this year? It's kind of crazy when a lot of teams have more than ten people on the injury list, and it's not just the Pirates. Um, I mean, Alex, they didn't play baseball last year. 
At least not yeah. much. That's it. Yeah. You got to play. That, you couldn't condition like you normally could during a regular offseason. Mm-hmm. Like, gyms were closed. Like, it's just a byproduct of it. And we're seeing it across the league, like, like Richard said, especially and with it, pitchers. Yeah, I was going to say, it's especially with pitchers, but it's not just pitchers. Yeah. A lot of groin pulls, a lot of hamstring injuries. Pirates have got a couple guys on the IL right now with that. Yeah, you hate to see those because those are preventable. In a normal season, yeah, but like this, it's kind of do what you can. Stinks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's see what else we got here. Um, While I look through this, Mike's Beer Bar and North Shore Tavern are right next to each other across Federal Street from PNC Park. They're actually owned by the same man, Mike Sukic, and they use the same kitchen. It's a lot of the same people, um, same quality. Let's put it this way. If you've been to one, you can expect the same quality at the other. Although, to get steak on a stone, you have to go to North Shore Tavern. For the Kobe, I've gotten steak on a stone at Mike's. Have you really now? Are you you're that yeah, special? Yeah. I might be. I don't know. You like me. Hey, I uh, just to let you know, I knew I was going to be on with two baseball writers today, so I wore a minor league baseball shirt. This is just just for you guys. <laughs> what is so it? Did I. Timber it's Rattlers. the uh, it's the uh, Mo- uh, Montgomery, Alabama Biscuits. I think they're a double A team. So I'm like, I'm on with two baseball minds. I'm going to pay tribute. <laughs> Josh chimes in with, I can confirm. Mike's beer bar is awesome. I went there on my trip to Pittsburgh because of y'all highly recommend. This is the second time Josh has dropped a y'all on us. I just want that on the record somewhere. Where's he from? I don't know, but we're going to have to ask him that and see if he gets back to us. Uh, Where are you from, Josh? Where are you dropping these y'alls from? Uh, Kevin Kramer says, in super slow-mo, Carter's shot was actually blurry. It was so heavy. Heavy's a great word for his shot. Isn't it, Tom? Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's it's just he's a big dude and puts everything he has behind it. You know what I mean? Heavy is a great word for it. But you know what? The, the, what I, I've always he doesn't he doesn't have a big wind up. He must have really strong wrists. I mean, it's yeah. not like Ovechkin or or somebody like that who just takes this massive wind up to get that result. He must have really strong arms. Well, he's, uh, he had that when he was a kid in Philadelphia. He's always been a great shooter. He's always he's been just... able to shoot. It's yep. kind of like those four months that he spent in Columbus, Tom. Like, mm. I remember very vividly his time with the Blue Jackets. Yep. Uh, and he went to Los Angeles, and the, uh, and the Blue Jackets got Jack Johnson, who then they passed on to passed on to the social media denizens of pittsburgh pennsylvania is where they they passed on jack johnson josh comes back to us and says he's 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 from jacksonville florida but he lives in nashville and his family's from butler there you go (laughs) and rick chimes in with a there's no y'all in the berg you know i'll occasionally i'll occasionally hear a y'all Really? No, no. I, I mean, it, it, meaning that's that's more from the African American population. You'll hear a y'all. Oh, okay. All right. And that's that's twenty five percent of our city. So I I count that. I, I count still don't that. know what you guys are saying half the time. And I've been married to one for twenty eight years. So there's still times my wife throws words out there that I I have no idea what she's talking about. 
Yeah, uh, Paul says I'm guessing Carter will be back with the Penguins next season. Yeah, he actually has another a contract. He has another year on the contract, so there's no question about that. Um, let's say we, we're gonna have time for. We can do two more here. Uh, he didn't get a single football question all day. Like I'm taking that personally. You think just because Carter's not here, like that we can't handle football? Like what's that all about? Seriously, now I'm going to insist on it. Somebody send us a football question, or you're going to be stuck with us all day. Uh, Rick says, "Hey guys, your take on all the no hitters already this season? Oh, geez, lack of the ability for hitters to work out, or the extreme of the homer strikeout mentality." Alex, that's all yours. Well, first of all, I think it's ridiculous that someone throws a no hitter, and the, the immediate reaction I was, "Oh wow, another one," because first of all, how many people have actually? watched a no-hitter start to finish this year because it's been the same three teams that have been snake-bitten twice. So not a whole lot. A good portion of the population hasn't. Second, it's an incredible feat. I don't care what happens. If you send Roger Clemens in his prime down to double-A and he threw a no-hitter, that that would still be an incredible game pitched. All that said, why it's actually happening, I don't think that it's the baseball. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, now that people are hitting balls that are two feet shorter, we're having all these no-hitters. Like, okay, we were going to have all these one-hitters with a solo home run throw in there. No, it is obvious the pitchers are ahead of the hitters right now. It is the year of the pitcher, 2.0, electric boogaloo, whatever you want to call it. It's definitely a pitching friendly environment enjoy it for 2021 because major league baseball sure as hell isn't going to let that stick for 2022 kyle comes through with a football question says i got one how many running backs will the steelers keep after naji harris and who will they be um i mean the number really gets down to special teams but the the, the running backs that are on the roster currently are obviously benny snell Anthony McFarland. Uh, there's a player they signed. See, we do need Carter. <laughs> <laughs> there's some random veteran they signed, and Carter would be yelling at me right now. He's not some random veteran. What are you talking about, DK? Uh, but it doesn't matter. Najee <laughs> Harris is getting the ball. Is that fair? Did you, did you not just ask for a football question? The guy gives I, you a football I, question and I, you're waving him off after Harris? I, I did hear. Oh, no. Actually, he comes through. Kyle comes through and says it's Kalen Balaj. See, this is what I mean. This is it's what Carter's I mean. Burner. It's Carter's burner. He That's right. Oh, now everybody's coming through. Oh, it's Balaj. It's Balaj. Okay, great. At least we know they're watching. Kevin Kramer comes through with another question. Says, do you think James Washington will get more snaps this season? Why doesn't he see more field time? This is a subject that's near and dear to my heart, and I will take this one because I see four, count them, one, two, three, four wide receivers that should be on the field for the Steelers' offense more often than not. If you have Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Chase Claypool out there, there's no reason not to have an additional threat with James Washington, especially if you are being serious about opening up the field you know, beyond five yards. They have to get to back to throwing the ball down there. You need the occasional prayer, the toss-up, the pass interference, the combat catch. James Washington is your guy for all of that. 
James Washington is a trusted weapon of Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben needs to go back to trusting his offensive line so that he can trust his time that he has to throw deep. There, football question, football answer. I appreciate everyone's time today, uh, including that of Tom Reed and Alex Stumpf, everybody who was on the call. We'll have another afternoon Ask Anything next Monday, and we'll put Carter on. We'll put Carter on. That's what we'll do so that he knows who Kalen Balaj is without having anybody else chime in. Thanks for watching.